my thinking is you want to get people to come back to a YouTube channel. The number one way to get them to come back is have them really love the previous video that they, I mean, if there's any, if there's a one top way of getting is just deliver value, whatever that means. If you're a business, maybe it's someone who really understands and supports your problems. If you're an entertainment channel, it's something that, you know, you've just really brought joy in an addictive way. It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help you learn all about video marketing and all that kind of stuff that happens on YouTube and elsewhere. My name is Dane Golden from the Video Marketing Business Academy. I'm here with Gwen Miller. Welcome, Gwen. Hi, Dane. Thanks for having me as always. Shelly Saves the Day is on assignment today, but hope to have her back next week. Gwen, we are going to be talking today about how to get viewers to come back to YouTube, yes. right? You've got them. You spent all this effort finally getting them to click and to watch. But what if they never come back? All that effort is wasted. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business, if you're an entertainment channel, whatever it is, you need somebody to come back again and again if you really want to be successful. And Gwen, you've done this so well at Hearst and at other companies. And so we're really looking forward to hearing your advice on this. Repeat YouTube viewers, repeat YouTube viewers, repeat YouTube viewers. Gwen Miller, how do you get YouTube viewers coming back a second, third, fourth, even a fifth time to a YouTube channel? I think this could take us a full hour to talk through, Dane. <laughs> well, so... You know, the thing is, is that, you, hey, you've subscribed to a channel that maybe your job is done, right? Yeah. You're just going to watch again and again and again. If you're a subscriber, if you're a business uh -huh. and you've got somebody to subscribe, hey, your job's done. You just get them to come back, right? Or no? No, absolutely not. It turns out there's very little correlation to subscription and watch activity, which I know is very disappointing since, uh, you know, everyone has spent the last 15 years begging people to subscribe <laughs> to their channels. And it just turns out it's not that effective if you want to grow a, a loyal audience. Now, it's not ineffective. We shouldn't be discouraging people from subscribing. No. You should see subscribing as a, a, a thumbs up vote. It's an indication that people are like, yay. It's kind of like the like button for, for your channel. I like the idea of this channel. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be coming back. A good example of this is, is a, I used to work on a channel that was about um, sign language. And sign language is a, a sign language channel is a great example of what we call the Netflix effect. And the Netflix effect is back in the day when you actually used your queue for Netflix, found was people would fill that queue up with things that they thought they'd want to watch tomorrow. And that would usually be very educational Oscar movies, all these things, these aspirational things that we all want to think about ourselves. Then when tomorrow came, what did we all actually want to watch? We want to watch the mindless entertainment. And it happens that way on YouTube a lot too, where if you work on some of these channels, if you have a channel, that's really like a sign language ch channel, which is like, someone's like, I'm going to learn this eventually. They're going to hit that subscription button, but they, that 
eventually might never come. So that's okay. why that subscription button can be very deceptive. And we need to be looking at different cues when we build uh, returning audiences. Okay. So my thinking is you want to get people to come back to a YouTube channel. The number one way to get them to come back is have them really love the previous video that they, I mean, if there's any, if there's a one top way of getting is just deliver value, whatever that means. If you're a business, maybe it's someone who really understands and supports your problems. If you're an entertainment channel, it's something that, you know, you've just really brought joy in an addictive mm -hmm. way. What do you think? How do you, how do you, what's one indicator? If you would look at one YouTube analytic and say, this is going to get repeat viewers, would you be able to say this? Not, 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 it is getting you to repeat your viewers, but it will get repeat viewers. So it's going to bring people back. Now, yes. there's a couple new metrics that help with this discussion, which if we had this discussion a year ago, this yeah. would not be a case. Uh, yeah. There are a couple metrics that can uh, uh, validate your guesses. Obviously, there's the returning viewers metric, which can just tell you, you know, how many people how many people who are returning viewers came to watch the video or the channel. There's another one that's very interesting that's experimental. So not everybody might have it yet, but I think it's rolled out pretty widely, which pretty much is uh, what, uh, what videos are very good at converting new viewers into returning viewers. And what, when we see those metrics, are kind of the characteristics of those videos that do that. One of them is kind of obvious, which is, the video is similar to other popular videos on your channel. This is mm -hmm. why having focused channels tends to perform better because what is the one thing you know about somebody who can't comes and watches your video that they liked the topic of that video else they would not have clicked on it. So are you more likely to get those people to return with similar topics for sure, rather than doing something so far to left field, you don't know anything about the audience, whether they like that topic or not. And this is where people can get stuck in these little, like these, these narrow lanes where they're like repeating the same thing over and over again. Now that can be dangerous too, because what is also alienating to people if they have to watch the same thing over and over again. Okay. So you have to be clever about, yes, giving them what they expect, but also giving them something fresh and new while you do that. But would you agree that if you can get someone let, here's what we tell businesses it's a theory that we have which has yet to be disproven is that if you are, are a business and you get the customer coming back to watch your videos three times if you can get them watching three times when it comes time for them to make a purchase or do business with someone depending on what type of product or service it is. Maybe it's a long sales cycle. Maybe it's a, just mm -hmm. a whim. You have a chance at their business. You have a shot at their business. If they've come back to you three times, they've essentially asked you for advice three times. And, and you've given it to them and they've said thank you by coming back three times. Now, right. that person, if they came into your store three times and asked your advice, you would think that person's either they're buying it on Amazon or they're definitely coming back here right. to buy it, right? So 
we believe that to get someone to do business with you, you have to get them to come back again and again. And it's with businesses, a lot of time they're like, hey, I want to get someone on my video and boom, jump to my my website, never come back to my YouTube videos because I just want to get them on there so I can track them or or make a transaction because I can't remarket to them if they don't come to my website. First of all, that's not true. You can remarket to people who have just watched YouTube videos. But importantly, how do you get those people coming back? What do you do within the video itself to get them? I'd say one, don't give them a video that promises something. And then in the first few seconds, don't start delivering on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like disappoint people is a great recipe for, 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 for nobody coming back. What I always love about having this discussion, Dane, is sometimes it can sound like we're just kind of sorry for the, for the, for the swearing, but that we're doing some kumbaya bullshit. It, but I'm an extremely practical person. And the truth is all this stuff is a thousand percent the way it works. If you aren't offering value to your consumer, and I'm not talking about some sort of high-minded, like, you know, that value could be I'm laughing. But they have to come out of it satisfied. If you have pulled them in with any sort of false promises, they are never coming back because it's, you know, they fool me once, fool me twice. Like, they're going to think better about the next time they see your little face show up on a thumbnail. They're going to be like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to click on that. That's right. That's right. So... What we try to do in our videos, and ours are, we, we call them storytorials. They're a tutorial-based information, a how-to that wraps itself within story to make those information more enjoyable. And it's not about the business. It's about the field of interest mm-hmm. and expertise that the customer wants and the business has. So we try to deliver that right in the first few seconds. We do several things right in the first few seconds. What were you going to say? I was going to, I was I'd say, if you agree with this, which is you also have to be, I think sometimes you can get when you are a how-to type of business, right? Like you can get really obsessed at delivering what you consider is the value, which is like the mm-hmm. information. There's a danger in that, right? Which is there's a lot of people offering information. And how do they remember it's you that they want information from? Like if, it, if it's too just like, I'm just giving you the facts, ma'am, and I'm doing it in a way that is, you know, just delivering the information, will they remember to click on your thumbnail the next time you, they, they see you? Like that's where you have to put your spin on it. You have to put your personality in it. So they're like, I want to get more information from this person. Otherwise, all you're doing is building the reputation up for, I don't know, plumbing how-to videos. And they'll be like, ah, YouTube has some great plumbing how-to videos, but they don't remember you and your channel. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you have to recognize that there's, you know, there's a person behind it and talk a little bit about yourself. But the important thing is you have to make the video, the overall video is about you, the viewer. The most important person in any video is the viewer, not the person presenting. And one of the problems that businesses come to is they think, gosh, I've got so much great information to give them. And I know so much about my industry. I'm going to dive in and talk about not only the 12-point strategy that they should do, but why our product is the best way to do that. And the customer actually 
usually doesn't care unless they're already at the final point of it's your product or someone else. They actually don't care about your features at all. Right. I, you know, where I think this goes back into one of our recent episodes, which uh -huh. is if you want to make a video that's just a rundown of the product features, you know where the best place to put that is? Amazon. Because that's a good where point. are they making that decision where they want to actually have a rundown of product features? It is on Amazon. Assuming that, you know, that it is a, you know, there's a lot of products that are sold online that are software products that, you know, aren't going to well, be on Amazon. For sure. But, but maybe that's product. your website then. Like, sure. you know, if you're selling SaaS's product, like if I'm thinking about, I want to just have a rundown of the product information, I'm likely to go searching for your website. If I'm going to YouTube to search specifically for your product, I'm probably not going to be looking for a video from you. I'll be looking from a video from a reviewer of your product, right? Like if I'm going to watch your videos on YouTube, I will want it to be about exactly what you tell your clients, which is like, give me information on how I'm solving my problems, right? In like, the I way, don't know if I need you to tell me your product is great. I know you think your product is great. In the way I want them to be solved, for instance, as a YouTube educator, I know like if you ask me question number one, I know question number 20. I've been through this conversation mm -hmm. before. And every specialist in their industry, whether you sell security software, whether you sell cars, whatever it is, you know when someone asks question number one that they, you know, if they're talking about tire pressure, you're an expert. You know that they're eventually right. going to ask about the difference between, I don't even know anything about tires, but, you know, radials and snow tires. I don't know. Right. But but the the point being is that they don't want us to answer the right question sometimes. They want us to, the eventual solution. They actually want us to answer the first question. So as a YouTube educator, I know that people are going to ask, how do you get um, more views? How do you get right. more subscribers? How do you beat the algorithm? Right. Yeah. Well, Classics. But, and, and those are good first time questions, but they're actually, we know, we don't want to tell people they're dumb, they, but they're beginner questions. Just as in any field, there's a beginner question. The real thing will say, yeah, okay, you want views, you want subscribers, but let me tell you how to get a higher click-through rate. Let me tell you how to do better topics. Let me how to tell you how to keep people watching and you know keep doing it and make topics that they want to watch. But they don't want to know that right. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. They don't want the full strategy, even if that is more valuable right yeah. in the end even if you could sit them down and force them to learn it they want those initial questions would you potentially push them to those videos at the end of the video and to be, be like if you want to know how to grow a sustainable channel like click here watch mm -hmm. this one i think it depends on the viewers you're looking for so a lot of times with youtube when you use youtube to grow your business as opposed to for you know, entertainment purposes, you are really trying to get people, like I love how you do the top of the funnel, you make this V with your hands, you make this V. So it's the top of the funnel, which means those first early questions. And those early questions may be the wrong questions. So, so for instance, they may use even the wrong language, like 
they use a, like the wrong word or they spell, they're not really sure what the right questions are. So those initial questions are what you, most of your videos should be about. That doesn't mean you want to, don't want to make those expert videos. And, you know, and you can always say in the end screen, and if you want to know more about how to mm -hmm. get people to watch again, let me show you how to make playlists and feed people into playlists and you can send people there. Yeah. I want to ask you, Dane, about a, this might be a tangent, but it, came, okay. it, it occurred to it's me. It's our podcast. We can do whatever I'm we want. curious about your perspective because there is like this, this new kind of segment of newish the last couple of years, like mm -hmm. segment of business YouTube, which fascinates me. Okay. You know, because we, I think we've always traditionally approached business YouTube as your, is as like your target is just your niche consumer um, who actually has, I come in with a question, I have something I want to get done. I need to fix this in my car. I'm going to search for that, right? Oh, there are now these businesses who have kind of opened up the top of that funnel, right? Which we've talked before, like, you know, if you get too broad on the top of that funnel, like it's really still only the people at the tip who are really valuable to your business. But mm -hmm. here's an example. So there is a 20 minute rug cleaning video on YouTube, which has mm -hmm. like, I don't like 6 million views. It's insane. I watched the entire 20 minutes. And yes, it does very clearly like show you the entire process of how to clean a rug and all the equipment that's used and how it works. But those 6 million people who are there are like, maybe I'm going to guess 20,000 of them are there to learn how to, mm. how to clean a freaking rug. The rest of us are there because it's freaking interesting how you clean a rug. We're never going to do it, but we're going to watch this video. And if some of us are local to that <laughs> rug cleaning company, I'm sure we will deliver our rugs to them to clean because they do it so well. Like, what is your thing? What is your like perspective on like business content as entertainment? Well, if you're not familiar with rug tube, you really <laughs> you have not lived. You have not we, lived. Whatever it is, you just have to throw something in front of tube. It's yeah. rug tube. So, um, actually, we I think that that's I think it's a legitimate approach. You know, you have there's like cleaning fanatics out there and there's a whole bunch of people and you don't care because it doesn't cost you any more to get 20 million views than 20 views. Right. That's great. Now, as long as you're getting that right 20 views in there. Right. I, there is situations where you sacrifice those 20 views and get the 20 million views and then complain you didn't get any business. Right. Which is also a problem. So, you know, the, my first question is all, and yours is probably too, are those 20 million paid views or are they organic views? So they could be, you know, someone who's just looking to clean rugs and this person's running an ad and good for them. They're, they're, they're putting these in front of people who are looking how to clean rugs and they might deliver some business. But if it's a local car carpet company or whatever, it doesn't really matter if people in Bogota, Colombia are watching your rug cleaning videos. Yep. Except maybe someone's going to like one out of a thousand people is going to go, hey, they have lots of views. They must be the best rug cleaners. Right. That was going to be my next question is it does it give you some like, you know, you're in small town, Ohio. You're now a local celebrity because look how famous you are around the world. And then everyone's like, we're going to go to the famous rug cleaners. 
maybe get you an extra beer at the local pub. Exactly. I don't know. Everybody but, loves um, a little notoriety, which also Rutman, reminds me. Get that pub over here. Speaking of, like, I think I've told this story before, but there's this guy that I like had uh, some advising calls with who essentially ha- goes live every single day, every single day. Oh, right. and gets the like 20 viewers each time. But he's like East, this East Coast niche construction in a very specific part of the field. And yeah. he is a celebrity, a God yes. on a celebrity in that space now because of this live. So it, it is like, you know, you can build up this reputation off, of, you know, with your peers as someone that knows your stuff. You know, uh as a small business, there's a lot worse things you can do, particularly for something that takes time and people need to know it. Um, one example is Hector Garcia CPA. He started out, you know, he's just a guy who wanted to teach people how to do QuickBooks and he would just do a live stream for an hour. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. Now, not everyone may be watching for an hour, but he now had, you know, became more n- known, a bigger channel than QuickBooks and any other channel of QuickBooks. Very software, technical service related. But when he would go to accounting conferences, he would be the celebrity. It did, it, you know, it wasn't, wasn't that hard. He did a screen share of how to do things in QuickBooks, but QuickBooks is complicated. It so, is. So, um, so there, no matter what you're doing, I had someone, uh, who was at one of the conferences I spoke at, I said, what do you sell? And she said, we sell concrete. Okay. And you're thinking what's concrete tube, right? Why would somebody want to watch concrete? That's to me, I could not think of something I would want to watch less, but Let's say you're in construction and you're in charge of building a hundred story building. And if you don't get that concrete mixed the exact way, that hundred story building is going to fall down. Now that suddenly is the highest stakes video on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Because that person got the concrete mix at 65% instead of 66% of whatever goes in there. So if, it's important to your business and it's the number one problem you have now, that's the number one video on YouTube for you today. And it doesn't matter to me if it gets 10 million views or 10 views, as long as it's reaching your customers, there can be this other 9 million views of people who are just freaks about clean carpets. Right. That's fine. Right. Just there for the ASMR of you, uh, of seeing that you know carpet get cleaner and cleaner over 20 minutes. You know, you, you always come up with these curious niches of YouTube that I just did not know existed. Have we talked about home inspector TikTok enough lately? Cause that's another one that I think is a very clever, like use of that specific platform. Well, let's, Be- let's talk about it. So home inspector TikTok, and I, God knows how they get away with this legally. I'm sure this mm-hmm. is, they'll become to a crashing end once someone mm-hmm. sues them, but essentially yeah. they take you along with their home inspections and it's just a minute 
of them bashing the houses they're in and showing you like these crazy things that flippers do mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, when, where you have like a wall socket in the shower or something that is just like these, even us lay people can be like, Ooh, that's really bad. That's really mm-hmm. bad. So it's like, it's really funny. The lay, pr- you get to feel superior to other people and you, the, the home inspector gets to prove how good they are at their job. Uh, and therefore, you know, if you're in the Baltimore area, you want a home inspector, you're going to call, you know, I don't know, inspector AJ, uh, who, cause you saw him on TikTok, you know? So it's, it's, it's these interesting ways, these different segments of the business. Now there's like literally like 20 other home inspectors who are doing the same thing. Like in each of these businesses, I think it's going to, now I'm seeing realtors do it. Um, of showing like crazy layouts, especially in like New York City apartments. Like, can you believe mm-hmm. this is going for like five thousand dollars in Brooklyn when you literally have to walk through three bedrooms to get to your bedroom? Like, it's just chained together. These crazy things. I- I'm less convinced of how well it works for realtors because it's like you're the one representing this place. But you know, uh, I- but I-, I do think every niche finding like their little way into making their stuff popular is very fascinating. And 30 day reviews says that they don't think it's illegal as they're not mentioning the name of the flipper or probably the address. But um, I think that we're sort of, you know, you don't really hear about any lawsuits about people showing stuff on TikTok or YouTube very much. So I guess not not as much. I guess if it's not, you don't get sued. You don't have a problem. As long as it's not the Hollywood sign. Don't show the Hollywood sign in your YouTube videos. All right. Okay. Well, let me tell you that um, for the dog groomers, flea and tick TikTok is very big. I just made that up. But no, that up. dog grooming is another great example, Dane. Like okay. there is these whole this it's this whole genre, and like the most popular videos is when huskies get groomed because huskies oh. are drama queens, and they will tell you everything they're thinking about the entire grooming process. But the groomer will go through and they'll explain what they're doing. And they kind of have that call me ASMR voice. You're seeing a cute puppy get groomed. They'll like give them a nice little haircut, puts them in. Then they're always, they always put some sort of special custom, like their signature scent on the dog. And then put the little bandana on it. And everyone's favorite part is they, when they put like the head mufflers on. So they, when they blow dry the dogs, their ear sensitive ears won't get because of the sound. This is a whole genre that is like propping up. Wedding wedding dress TikTok where they mm-hmm. tell stories about bridezillas, which that one is a little more con- confusing to me. Is like, how does this like encourage people to come to your shop? Except you're like, I'm not a bridezilla. I want to hang out with you and you can tell me all your other bridezilla stories. It's like it's getting really innovative out there right now, man. Let's let's talk about how it affects YouTube longs. All right. Ooh. Not shorts, but longs. So you a lot of the things you do on TikTok are really fine doing them on YouTube Shorts as well. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the longs that right. tend to get they tend to build more subscribers, they tend to build more mm-hmm. long-term viewers, they tend to get people to come back again and again or make affiliate revenue or whatever. Right, right. So tell me why someone comes back. Why does someone come back? I want to know. I want the magic formula. Why would someone come back to your video? Whatever it is. Tell me, Gwen, what? Number one, 
it's funny because how we kind of did things in reverse over uh, order. Number two is value. Number one is you. Like you okay. are the number one thing that's going to attract people back because you need to be the recognizable thing. Think of how, what again, this is a click to play platform. What is the funnel here for you? Which is, okay, um, you have probably expressed some interest in a topic either because you searched for the, this topic or you have watched similar videos in the past and you now see this thumbnail, you click on it, you watch the video, you love the person in it, you love the content, it gives you great value. So what happens next? Um, rarely is it that I'm thinking tomorrow, geez, I need to go back and w watch another video from that plumbing company. That's not what happens. What happens is you're like, I'm gonna watch some videos on YouTube. You come <laughs> back and now YouTube's like, oh, she she watched this plumbing video yesterday and watched a lot of it and seemed to really enjoy it. Let's try and put another video thumbnail in front of her from this company. And then the moment of truth, are you going to click on it? And the things that are going to help you click on it is recognizing that, that thumbnail and that channel. So okay. that's the big being recognizable and being mem memorable is what gets you that next click. So what I'm hearing you say is, and this is you know, not every scenario, but this is a, a good one. Get them to watch it first. So you, you bring them in in some fashion, whatever it was, they clicked once right. and started watching, or maybe they were in continuous play or whatever, right. but they got in. Right. Now you've intrigued and captured and kept mm -hmm. them watching and ideally got them watching more. Maybe that was watching to the end and, and then watching another video. Maybe it was watching part of it and saying, I like this Gwen woman. What else is she doing? I'm not sure I like this topic, but I like her. Mm -hmm. What else in the suggested videos right. might I be interested in? So now I see a few more Gwen links in the suggested videos, or maybe I go to her channel page and I look there. So now I've watched, let's say three videos of Gwen and I'm like, that's great. Like this woman, I've subscribed, or maybe I haven't subscribed, but the algorithm says, hey, this, back up. this viewer likes Gwen. Now you're back on YouTube the next day and you come usually you start by going to the, at least I do generally, you go to the top page of the app or the youtube.com and you're like, what does YouTube have for me today? And it shows Gwen's face and mm -hmm. you know, her, maybe her color or she has a font that is always with right. the thumbnails. Right, distinctive, yeah. You know, usually it would show a face, but maybe it's, you know, a, a non-face. But but, yeah. but it's but it's something similar, some similar Miller design style. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I really think, you know, I really liked whatever she had talking about YouTube analytics and dog TikTok yesterday. I'm going to find out what she's talking about today. And I click again. Now I'm a two day viewer. I'm yeah. a come back again viewer. So you have to keep giving me more and right. more. And this is where these community building things start to come in, right? You know, people always are trying to game the algorithm by getting a ton of comments, mm -hmm. but what they don't realize 
is commenting doesn't help the performance of that actual video. But what it does is help the performance of your channel in the future because you're, what you're doing is building an, a, a relationship with that person. Someone who you've answered in the comments now has a better relationship with you and is highly more likely to click on you the next time they see you. So that helps the future performance. This is why we do these things to build community is to get that returning viewership. So Gwen says people asking you to comment and you're thinking, oh, this is gonna help this video do awesome. You're saying it's not, but what it is going to do is it, it's going to make you friends in, in short, right? You're going to make right. friends and a connection with commenting because, hey, I commented on Gwen. She commented back to me. We're connected. It's like I chatted with you at a party or a conference. I really like this woman and she knows me. Yeah. Now I'm coming back because, hey, we're friends now. Wait, well, I can't wait to see what Gwen has to say. So the algorithm, the actually commenting says, show this to them tomorrow. Not this video, but this channel, this whatever. Videos from this channel. Okay. Is that right? Yes. Now, whether that is, that is unlikely, it's an explicit connection. Um, they do, they do say that they take what they call these satisfaction indicators. So like a like or a comment, they, they, they know indicates that if they give you one of their mythical surveys at some point in the future, if you're, if you have liked and commented, you're more likely to say yay on those, uh, surveys. So they do use it as a signal, but if you, Dane, are just like a slap happy, like commenter or liker, and you comment on every video you ever watch, that's going to, they're going to weight that very lightly for you. That's going to have no weight in their, in the recommendation in the future because, uh, well, they know that you just like everything and comment everything that you see. So it is personalized, which I think is very, very interesting. But someone like me, who I never comment, I am like a stingy commenter. Oh. So if I comment on something, I have noticed that they're pushing that that channel heavily mm -hmm. to me for the next week. So they're like, oh, you like this channel, huh? You like this channel. You want to watch more? You want to watch more? You want to watch more? <laughs> Even if you said you didn't like it, that was your, could have been your comment. Um, it, it, it could have, they, I, I guess they've done the data and found out, even though we are all very used to the idea of people hate watching and trolling, it is still a much smaller use case than what the typical is that people, and I, I wonder, they probably can learn that about you too. If dang, you tend to be a hate watcher, uh, <laughs> they're going to figure out that correlation eventually and, 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 and optimize accordingly for you. <laughs> But a, then again, you obviously like hate watching. So what is satisfaction at the end of the day? There was a famous study uh, when Howard Stern was new that uh, the people that liked him listened for an hour and the people that hated him listened for two hours. So, so okay, so now I've got people to comment. Now, how do I get people to comment? How do I get them to watch those three videos, that first session that they liked it so much? How do I engage them? What types of tools do I use? What types of methods? What do I say? What's the magic words, Gwen Miller? I mean, look, it's, it's not subscribe to my channel and it's not, please hit the uh, subscription bell. That subscription bell, 
funnily enough, doesn't really doesn't really work. And that's not in the sense of everyone thinks it is, which is it's broken and YouTube isn't using it. it. The truth is people get very, very annoyed at those and end up turning off notifications from the app. And they may have that bell on, but they have notifications off, off on, on their iPhone for YouTube. So it doesn't matter. So that is not the way to do it. I know we think that's the way to do it. The best way to do it is to encourage other people to uh, encourage further watching. So you in the same video, it can be, it, it can, yes, it can be in the same video. It can be via the end card. It can be calling out um, at, at the end card where you actually suggest the next video that they're watching. Um, it can be, it can be, uh, it can be building some of my favorite things to do is build in these kind of like, I don't want to call them in jokes because they have to be enjoyable by new people, mm -hmm. but it's building this yeah. sense of community. I've told the couch yeah. story, right? Well, you know, this is part of primal branding where he says right. successful brands sort of have an in language. They have, right. you know, what's the couch joke again? Uh, well, I will say this. My one my one problem by just saying it's like, you know, come up with a cute name for your followers is I feel like at this point it's so overplayed on the platform oh, I see. Yeah. that it feels kind of almost condescending at this point to be oh, like okay. hey my troglodytes my danalites <laughs> or my gwenolites like it feels like you're pushing it too much but if you can organically make it feel like what happens when you hang out with your friends right and yes you're getting that in language mm -hmm. and those in jokes but that mm -hmm. it feels like it's organic organic rather than that you're really forcing it which i feel yeah, some of that brand uh -huh. primal branding stuff ends up being feeling very forced okay all right. but you know for example my couch story is and i'll t tell you the simplified version which is essentially something that happened in a, one of the very early episodes of this channel where uh -huh. she promised to get rid of a couch we see it leave in the episode but it's back uh -huh. And it's showing up in the background of all these videos. And we actually uh -huh. did an episode where the producer calls it out and essentially ambushes her and is like, what is this couch still doing here? And we show okay. flashbacks to that earlier episode. So for the people who've been there the whole time, it's like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. I remember that happening. Oh, my God. And they feel like they're in. And the new people are like, I need to go back and watch that video. What the heck happened here? Right. So you're suddenly creating this like need to watch more videos in kind of almost this series. And that's a through line through like multiple seasons of the show. <laughs> right. And it was just a couch, but it became an inside joke. Right. It came a rallying cry. It came something that they could kind of be like, Jeannie, we're concerned about you. We still see that couch in the background. We're holding you accountable for this couch. And again, it's creating that, like, what would a friend group do? And a friend group would hold you accountable about something that's good for you that you wanted to do and you, you slacked off on. Got it. Got it. And um, welcome. I, I, I actually, oh, I just want to show uh, one of our uh listeners i listen to every episode in my car so many good advices from both of you thanks for the amazing work i've forgotten the name of the fellow from france who's le coin de youtube but um he i've forgotten his name tell me in the chat but just a super guy i've spoken to him before and he's been a listener for a long time so thank you for 
joining in the chat now that we started to do a live stream. Um, ah, Sylvain, thank you very much. Um, so getting people to watch, let me tell you about how we get people to watch longer in a business video. Okay. You're like, well, this is guys talking about business stuff. I can't I know. I can't know why someone would want to keep watching it. Well, what do we do? We start by having a topic that interests the viewer. Doesn't interest. I mean, the goal is not to interest me. I already know what I'm talking about. It's to right. present it, answer a question that you want to know that you're typing in, even though most, most answers don't come in search. Uh, most views don't come from search we still would want it to be something that people would be happy to click on because that's what the question they want to know. They may not even know they have that question. So you tell them at the, in the first few seconds, this is about the thing that you want, whatever it is. This is about the, how to buy a couch, right? I'm, in this video, I'm going to tell you how to buy a couch. And you want a couch because, you know, your friends can sleep on it when they crash in town and you can watch TV on it and your dog can sit on it. So that's why you want a couch. So we, we've told them what it is. It's very, I mean, this is a very simple structure. Told them right at front what it is, why you want to use it. And we even put text over the video right from the first second is, this is about how to buy a couch or how to buy a couch or couches just something super simple then they so they don't feel like they've been tricked into clicking oh now it's about chairs i thought this was going to be about couches i'm leaving this video and never coming back what i would say is very key with how you do that dane is a lot of people are tempted when they're first starting to like put together edit videos the instinct is to do like but 10 seconds of silence as your full screen title card comes up that says how to buy a couch. And that is not how you do it at all. Yeah. And that, that was great in, in, uh, days of your, but not yep. for YouTube or any other social media. Cause you're taught, you're starting off the first second you're he hearing you talk about this and you're seeing, yeah, maybe it's lower thirded, maybe it's over your shoulder, but mm -hmm. there's, they're seeing visual things, active things happening while that text is up there instead of what we're all tempted to do, which is like, here, read this first, then I'll tell you about it. Do it at the same yeah. time. Keep attention yeah. that way. People need to be stimulated in all their senses. Yeah. And we say the word you, we say in this video, I'm going to show you how to clean your couch or how to buy yourself a new couch. We say the word you. And the reason we say that is because you has been shown in this study that we did with 30,000 videos with, with TubeBuddy that it will get you more views. The reason is, is that word has magic to it. It is, you, you show that the most important person in the video is the viewer. The most important person is the viewer, not the person on the camp, not the, my business, not me, you, the viewer. So. I've established from the very first few seconds, I'm here for you. That's the only reason I showed up today, right? So then I show some B-roll right from in, you know, like second three to second eight, right? It's, hey, here's some stuff, a preview of what we're going to do. Maybe a screen share, maybe it's a photo of a couch, maybe it's my problem that I'm discussing, whatever it is. So 
even in the very, very first few seconds, I've shown you, you were right to make that click. You were right to make that click. Then in the first 10 to 20 seconds, we're going to get right into the first thing about it, right? A step one. Hey, wow, he's already providing value. I wanted to know how to do something. He's already showing. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go, step one is to do this. Step two is to do this. Step one, we're going to, now we're going to ease on into it. Okay, step one, you got to know what size you, you want for the couch. Now, I was talking with my girlfriend, Susan, and she said she wanted an eight-foot couch. I said I wanted a love seat because I wanted to be cozy, but she likes to spread out. So we talked, now I'm talking about names and problems. Even though I've made it a short tactical thing, now the person is really going to feel like they're getting value. They're, they're getting this story and they're feeling like it's a situation that they could put themselves in to consider it, right? So we mix tactical with story and we set a name. Sometimes we suggest people say a name that's actually not the person because if you're talking about a client, you may feel like you don't want to tell the story that, that happened, may be violating some privacy. So we might say, I had a client, her name was Susan, or I had a client, I have a client, let's call her Susan, she wanted an eight foot couch. Susan and her boyfriend argued about whether they should have a love seat or so now we're we've, we're in this step, but we're giving story anecdotes and we're giving texture and we can do B-roll. It doesn't have to be the actual Susan. I don't think people are upset if you've created this, this avatar name, but you can show a, some B-roll of this person named that you're calling Susan. So that's one of the things we do to really engage people and keep them visually and personally engaged with just a boring old tutorial about buying a couch. So what do you think of all that? Because we've really experimented and this is where we landed most recently. What do you think of that? I, I think that can be very effective. And I, I think this does come down to like them what skills should you practice if you want to do this successfully? And I think the number one skill you need to practice is storytelling at any time, because, you know, that can either come off as really authentic if you tell it right, or it can fill up, come off, come off as feeling very forced. If you don't have the right kind of the right, right. Storytelling chops. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's that? Like, I almost encourage people just go start telling these stories to your friends. Mm -hmm. See how, how would you tell it to a friend? How would you ha have right. that land with a friend? And if the people who are very successful in YouTube are the ones who can replicate, like I've worked with a lot of talent, let's call them Susan, <laughs> <laughs> who you'll like sit, we'll, we go have like a lunch with them and their agent and they would just, you'd just be chatting and they tell you all these fabulous stories about their life, right? And they're all mm -hmm. super interesting and, and like really relatable. And you know, people would be fascinated to hear it. And then like you actually get to the shoot day and you're ready to shoot that story that they told you. And it goes from this like 20 minute, like 
beautifully like laid out story with all these beats and they pause for dramatic effect and like and, and like there's so many like little details about the mm -hmm. smells and what was happening in the original story and it goes to their frozen in front of the camera where it's suddenly like it gets like smudged down to three sentences which is just the facts right you mm -hmm. know so yeah. that's the thing practice practice to the cameras if you're practicing to a friend well yeah you say speaking to a friend and or a relative or a colleague or someone who's asking you for advice if somebody comes up like they've got a sensitive problem like my couch stinks and i need to get a new couch you're not going to say well if your couch stinks what you gotta do because everyone in the office or the showroom is gonna say why does that guy's couch stink so <laughs> why are they yelling about this <laughs> yeah because we when we get on youtube for some reason we feel the need to present make a presentation as if i'm at vidcon hello everyone at vidcon hello los angeles no no you don't want to do it that you want to talk that's why we say you and we want to think of one person um you can think of a person that you work with and and i've thought i've recommended to people don't tell the person you're thinking of like you often think of one person it actually sort of spoils the magic it's called a muse in writing writing to one person mm -hmm. but in in video i just sort of think that of talking to that one person i'm very comfortable having conversations with and I just think of ha talking to that one person and I look at the camera when I do that. You can even like print out a photo of that person. You know, it may get a little stocky, but um, just imagine that person. It could be a, you know, picture of anyone really or a dog or whatever. Just someone you are good at explaining things in a calm, friendly way. I mean, you can be excited to see your friend right. as people do get, but you don't get presentation voice. Right, right. There's a difference between having high energy and you're matching that energy to the topic, yeah. you know, and then there is sounding like you're a TV presenter because that, you know, when not even TV presenters go home and talk in that voice to their family, like it is immediately putting a wall between you and your audience and saying, you're going to get my, you're getting my business face, not my real face, you know? So, so, so the videos come to an end. You want people to keep watching. How do you do it? You've got um, you've got 30 seconds to go. What do right. you do? Get rid of all your other CTAs. The only CTA you're going to do is you're going to say, you want to know more about rug cleaning? Watch this video where I'm going to tell you how to get out uh, dog piss from your rugs. And here's what's very key, and this is the biggest mistake I find people make when they're coming to this integral part of the end of the video, which is getting people to watch another one of your content. And they mistakenly think this is a promotional opportunity to help boost badly performing videos. This is the last thing you want to do now, because really at the end of the day, if something's bad, performing badly, it's usually YouTube signal to you that the content isn't that great for people. So why would you want to waste your one shot to get convert these people over immediately 
into returning viewer with something that obviously people aren't that interested in. You need to pick something that is strong, that represents your ch your channel to the T, and most importantly, is is relates back to the video you're currently watching in some way that it feels like likely people who watch okay. this will be interested. So if it's like you're a lifestyle channel, you do a bunch of type of content, you do a hair video, most likely you want to push to another hair video, not a food video after that video. Okay. So the end screen of a YouTube video has special properties. You can up to 20 seconds. You can have a clickable things, a lot of clickable options, but what's Gwen saying have your one call to action. The thing you want them to do is watch another video, mm -hmm. but don't make it a video that has sort of sucked. And you're like, well, if only I can get people to watch this mm -hmm. video by telling them at the end of it, make it one of your more popular videos that's also relevant. Right. So right. what you can do, you have the opportunity to specify a specific video in the functionality of YouTube, and you can verbally say, click on this next video where Gwen is gonna tell you about this thing that's even better than this thing. Yes. Here's one tip. Don't make it a video that's not yet published. If, yes. if, you're, if you're publishing other videos all at the same time and like, oh, that video, it's just not published yet. If that video is not live on your channel when you're recording the video, don't talk don't. about it. Don't. Um, so, uh, what we do is we actually don't do that. Even though we know that gets a bet much better click through rate, we actually just say, check out this next video for more great mm -hmm. tips on how to, and you know, subtly summarize the mission of your channel, right? right, right, right. Up your, up your game on YouTube and transform your viewers into loyal customers. So, um, because Sometimes you just don't have a great video. Sometimes you don't know at the time you're recording what that next video is. But the point being is you're actually pointing and suggesting Go and encouraging. Here. This is the place. And then right. in the YouTube system, you will actually add a video that will appear there. Do you just do one video or do you two, do two videos in terms of not well, the verbal CTA, but for the like on the screen? It depends. Lately, one video, but we will also add that we don't point to. We will add sometimes a link to the website or the subscribe button, but right, we don't right. point to it. And and we put the video on the viewer's right-hand side. The reason that I do that is because, now most people aren't on mobile, but I assume that if for the people who are on desktop, if they're scrolling, their mouse is gonna be on the right side, most likely. Oh, interesting. So they're yeah, more likely to be clear. closer. Yeah, that's smart, that's smart, I like that. So we do typically do two videos, uh -huh. and here's why. Um, so there's the one that you're going to point to, and again, yes, it's most definitely something that's already up, because why waste, you know, the, the prime, like, oftentimes 75% plus of your views on a video may be coming in that first week, right? So if you're, if the video isn't going to be out for another week, you're just wasting that push, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's something that's already up, something that we know that's performing really well. And that is similar to this video. That's the one we're pointing to. 
Then we'll put another one below it, which is actually optimized by YouTube as best for viewer. And this best is not for viewer is a feature. You can just viewer. say put best video for the viewer, which means the algorithm says they're most likely to click on this video. Right. But it's going to be from your channel, which is always what people ask me. It's like, no, this is it's going to be from your channel. But YouTube is a going to make sure it's something they haven't seen before. So you're not wasting both your slots on things that potentially returning viewers already seen. Um, and it's likely maybe something they're more interested in out of all the topics in your channel. So this way, your strongest push is always to that, that hand-picked video. But if you do have a loyal returning viewer coming back, you still want to get them further down that funnel of watching your content. It's going to make sure that something's served up to them that they haven't seen before. Fantastic. And 30 day review says I have that on all my videos along with the suggested video or playlist. So you can send people into a sequential viewing experience right. by putting them in a playlist. That's a great uh, opportunity to do. make them good videos in that playlist. Yeah. And playlists can get difficult just because of how you have to name them really, really well. Because mm -hmm. it's, I found it's very hard to get people to click on playlists because it's just not as specific as a, those single video titles where you know exactly what you're going to get when you click on that mm -hmm. video. So you're, that may be a good one to put as the one that you're pushing to so you can explain it a little bit. Like in this playlist, you're going to get X, Y, and Z. Because otherwise, it's like, you know, um, YouTube optimization playlist. Whereas and Gwen Miller. Yeah. Gwen Miller, our spies have told us that there is a secret covert YouTube channel that you have been starting and testing. <laughs> and and that it's not public yet. You want to hear and, the latest thing I did for it uh, in oh, my quest to start? Oh. So I did because as Dane knows, I did an exp like a test shorts and now oh. I've just done a, a test uh, wide. <laughs> mm -hmm. So instead of vertical, it's wide. And I yeah. needed something to mm -hmm. like use as a test script. Okay. And I used, I don't know if anyone remembers, uh, in Lewis Carroll, in, in, there is a poem called Turtle Soup, okay. where, where half of it, you're going, Turtle Soup, Soup of the Evening, Beautiful Soup, Soup of the Evening, Beautiful Soup. So there is now a video, which no one will ever see, of me saying beautiful soup over and over again. I think that that has to be on there. That's going to be the trailer for this channel. Um, but we will, when this channel goes public, we will announce it here on this podcast live. So it'll be the beautiful soup podcast. Exactly. And, and where else can people find you until next week? Uh, they can. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, just search for Gwen Miller. You can find me on LinkedIn. Also search for Gwen Miller. All right. And find me, Dane Golden, uh, and this podcast uh, at videomarketingvalue.com or on my YouTube channel, VidiUp, which is V-I-D-I-U-P. And if you are a business and you want to... Um, hire me for some consulting you can go to talk to dane dot today how's that for you talk like to it. dane dot today and until next week here's to helping you help your customers through video